Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Citizens of Humanity, the worst has happened. Tom Hanks did not save us. That's right. I know you out there in the the apocalypse, the post-apocalypse, as I should say, shouldn't need to be told this. But the aliens won. Tom Hanks could not save humanity this week. And so we find ourselves, Jamie and I, across worlds, still podcasting over the last remnants of the internet. What can save humanity? There is only one answer we feel. One miss, Anne Hathaway. Jamie, how are you doing this week? <sighs> okay, before before I intro the show, I'm I'm yes. gonna need some clarity. Uh, my my memory is clearly hazy yeah. of the apocalypse. Um, Ooh. so so Ooh, I'm gonna Jamie. need some clarity. <laughs> yeah. If 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 the aliens That's have destroyed humanity true. and and the only people left alive are me, you, and apparently the people listening to this podcast, um, what why why are we still doing this? <laughs> Um, so it's it's very important. One, Jamie, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, the Empire Strikes Back, uh, but we're the Empire, right? Wait, we're we the Empire. Back. We need to strike back. Okay. Do you think humanity is good, Jamie? Clearly, humanity is evil, <laughs> and we need to rally what is left of our scumbag species to fight back against these aliens. It's like Independence Day, but if we lost on Independence Day and then we came back for Independence Day two, this time it's like Brexit Day or something. All right. We're coming back so we can fight the aliens, but we need to inspire humanity. We need to we need to rally the best of us who are left. And the only people who are left are those who are listening to this podcast, all right? That's the only way we know people are alive. They're listening to this podcast. We're in the post-apocalypse, baby. It's going to be a time. Okay, so, you know, to call back to a, 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 sure. a bit from, I guess, season one of this podcast, uh, as we are now yes. in season two. Obviously, in season one, uh, very early on, I did get rather annoyed at you immediately alienating any new listeners. And you know what? Some might argue that at the beginning of a new season, it might be an opportunity for a fresh start rather than immediately referencing basically the entire back catalogue. So with that in mind, I'm just going to do a quick catch up for anyone who might be joining. You know, we might be pushing this as a new season. Hey, hop in now. It's not going to be as impenetrable as it was before, but apparently we cannot uh, stick to those standards. So in season one of this podcast, of course, we've chronologically reviewed Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. and the reason we did that is because aliens invaded and they wanted us to prove our worth to join the United States of Space to replace the planet Flomatron 8 that was going through a process of Flexit. Anyone who listened to the podcast before knows there's much more detail than that, but that will about do. Um, what I am uh, now remembering, thanks to uh, Al reminding me of what's happened in the month break between season one and season two, is that there has been an apocalypse. So we are no longer chronologically re- uh, reviewing uh, Anne Hathaway's IMDb in order to prove humanity's worth to the aliens in order to join the United States of Space. I believe we are now chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb in order to rally what is left of humanity to prove that humanity, that the scraps of humanity that is left, is worth fighting for in order yes. to fight back and overthrow the aliens. Is yeah, that correct, Alexander? 
Jamie, I have some really sad news to tell you. Okay. And I want you to steal yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, can I can I ask? Is this immediately yeah. going to be another reference to something that happened in season one of this podcast? A, l- a little bit. <laughs> okay. This will be the last one. Okay. Okay. Jamie. Yeah. Uh, hold on to your breeches. You okay. died. I died. I died. <laughs> you died. And Jamie, you're you're wondering why you don't remember what happened in the last month. Okay. Uh, since we released a podcast. Uh, and that's because the aliens killed you. The aliens killed and me, I, okay. I couldn't deal with this. This was a, it was a lot of stress on me, okay? I don't like that this happened. It's very upsetting. And so I turned to the one uh, thing that we know can bring back people from the dead, and that's, of course, your resurrection magic. <laughs> my, okay? So, wait, we, wait, I was dead, but you turned to my resurrection magic. Yes, I, I went, I found your little spell book. Okay. okay, of course. And I resurrected you like you resurrected the baby Yodas. Yes. And of course, that brought your memory back incomplete. Uh, so you, you did die. You've missed out the month of November. Okay. Um, you okay. are one month younger than you thought, or, or one month older. Who knows? Uh, but that's what? okay. 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 <laughs> I think I'm following. Um, so... Five minutes into this podcast, I guess hello and welcome to Blank Spank Season 2, The Hathaway Stashaway, the show where we are chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb. I'm the now-resurrected Jamie Loxton, and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say whatever, Al. Al, the unkillable. Alright, <laughs> I can't die, baby, I can't die, but I bring oh. back my friends from the dead. Because we need to podcast about America's Sweetheart, Jamie. I really thought this was an opportunity to introduce new people to this podcast, but I'm, I'm thinking we're going to stick with the same handful of people we've always had. But I guess that's our broader appeal. Just become more and more impenetrable by the second. We are, we are more and more rewarding the more you listen to us. So if you are confused, go back and listen to 80 episodes before you listen to this one, you lazy fucks. Um, so, Al, um, how have you been? What What's happened to you in the last week? Obviously, I potentially wanted to um, ask you about a story mm-hmm. that might have happened in the last week, but apparently uh, now I don't have any memory no. of the last month, so I can't do that. So, anything happened to you in the last week, Alexander? We should start putting time codes in our podcast descriptions and just have, like, if you don't care about the aliens, skip to here. <laughs> and that way it won't be impenetrable. Uh, Jamie, uh, look, other than, you know, forget about the aliens killing humanity. For now. That was yeah. sad. Yeah, do, you know yeah, what's more of a tra- do you know what's more of a tragedy? What? Uh, my shoes were stolen. Yep. Okay. And let me begin to tell you a long story of woe. Okay. Uh, I moved to Canada uh, about 10 months ago now. I haven't seen my family and friends for 10, 11 months. And, yeah. Uh, part of the reason I was comfortable moving here was I was told Canadians were friendly people. <laughs> I, I have long been told they are welcoming, they are kind, and my partner Alyssa, who is Canadian herself, has long, uh, you know, tried to reinforce this belief in me to the extent that she told me that Canadians... They don't keep their shoes indoors like normal people. No, 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 no. They leave their shoes outside the front of their house. Now, I don't know if that's true in Toronto, but I found out that's not true in Vancouver, where my nice walking boots, which I left outside because they're good for walking in, and they're the only shoes I have which don't have holes in them, um, got nicked. And I have to hope they were stolen by a friendly homeless person who was really cold feet, because I feel much better. But Jamie, I felt so betrayed <laughs> by Canada, 
my host of a nation. I was let down, uh, you know, maybe 5% by my girlfriend who lied to me about how friendly Canada was. Uh, we were meant to play uh, Among Us, and I was so steamed <laughs> I could not, Jamie. All right? I, look, first of all, the aliens kill everyone I know and love. Yeah. Second of all, some guy steals my shoes. Uh, worse than this, a couple weeks before, uh, someone had stolen it. Not worse than this, as bad. Someone had sleep in a uh, sleeping bag out of my flatmate's car. Which just makes us think that this person is just stocking up for a nice camping expedition, which I really appreciate. <laughs> um, so wait, so I I do have to ask for some clarification. When when yeah. were you told by your girlfriend that Canadians leave their shoes outside overnight? From the beginning. From the beginning. Right. So From... this isn't this isn't a recent thing. My uh, no. my understanding was that your girlfriend was playing a light-hearted prank on you. <laughs> that that like like. You know, just made a light-handed guy. Oh, make Al believe that Canadians leave their shoes outdoors. And then it went really bad for her. But what you're telling me is that she still maintains that Canadians leave their shoes outdoors. But here's the thing. She grew up in a lot of flats. So I don't know if this is like a flat thing for Canada, you know, which which might be a, the case. Uh, no, she genuinely insists that in Canada, people leave their shoes outside the house. Now, <laughs> Jamie, you, now here's an important thing. I too now have lived in Canada for 10 months. Yeah. I've seen many houses. There aren't that many shoes outside. So you would have thought that I'd have figured that out by now that it wasn't true. Okay? So why, so why did you for. leave your boots? On this specific occasion, why did you leave your boots outdoors? Good, uh, you know, I went, uh, I went for a walk to pick up a sandwich, I think, and then I came back, and then I was like, oh, I need to get changed, so I left my shoes outside, and then I went inside to get changed, and then I went for a nice dinner. All right, that that, that was the series of events. <laughs> I, I I left them outside because shoes don't belong inside. I'm told in Canada, it was also a lie. I'm gonna get killed by uh, my girlfriend. She Jesus Christ! I, I, because she comes out uh, bad. I mean, I do feel no. I feel slightly. I feel slightly better for for a listener now because. Yeah. Obviously, I completely forgot this whole story, but, you know, I uh, had assumed that she had played a lighthearted prank on you and then felt mortified for her that her lighthearted prank had gone so awfully in that someone <laughs> had stolen your shoes and that you were sitting there seething at Alyssa because her prank had gone so goddamn wrong. Um, so that's slight, a slightly I, nicer turn of offense. I, 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 I changed my mood when I phoned up my mum. And my mum was like, what happened? I was like, my shoes were stolen. And she's like, that's very sad. And I'm like, I hate Canada. And she's like, you don't hate Canada. I'm like, no, it sucks. They steal shoes. And she was like, okay, just get it all out, Al. What else do you hate about Canada? And I'm like, fuck, they don't sell booze at normal supermarkets. You have to go to a special store. And she's like, anything else? And I'm like, the fact that Starbucks sucks here and the fact that Tim Hortons is cheap. But... And she's like, okay, you got to say all the things you like about Canada. And I was like, no. And she's like, just, just say some things you like about Canada, Al. And I'm like, I like Alyssa. And she's like, do you like anything else? And I was like, I like Lindsay, no. my flatmate. Do you like anything else? No. <laughs> then I went for a walk and I realized I was being a child. And so I'm still walking around with uh, shoes with holes in them. But, you know, I feel slightly better about it now. Oh well, well that that was that was a delight and and I you said that we were you were due to to play Among Us um and you didn't and and I have to say that was probably a wise choice because when I told people that story they did piss themselves with laughter <laughs> <laughs> so I I I don't think it would have been a welcoming environment for you in your in your angry state you were like oh I hate Canada but I'll talk to my friends from back home and we're all like what the fuck you got shoes on you fucking dickhead <laughs> Oh, oh you want, Jamie, you're home saying right. This story would have been way better at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. Well, <sighs> normally, normally this is the part in the show where I would where I would talk about the aliens. But I guess we've 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 reversed everything. It's a new season. It's yeah. the Hathaway Stashaway. Firstly, thank you to um, dear friend Lucy, uh, friend of the podcast, who who is the person that came up with the, the name for this season. Basically, we went through so many different names. Oh. Uh, we were on where there's a will, there's Anne Hathaway for quite a while, mm. um, and God knows what we would have called the uh, the replacement for the Hanks Bank. Um, but we are setting off on a new adventure. Uh, we are reviewing. Anne Hathaway's uh, IMDb, and we're we're going to have a very different experience to uh, to Tom Hanks because obviously with Tom Hanks for uh, long time listeners of the show, they'll know that the first twenty or so um, credits on Tom Hanks IMDb, you know, not great. We're we're talking about someone who worked for a long time before they got their big big break, and even after they got a couple big breaks in Splash and Big, yeah. um, even after that, it was still you know a strong twelve fifteen years into their career. So the big hitting movies of Tom Hanks's career all came when he was like late 30s mid 30s and older whereas here we are we are starting with fucking princess diaries one of the most well known films of Anne Hathaway's career now admittedly dear listeners it is not the first entry on uh, Anne Hathaway's IMDb uh, she was in a TV show before that but any long time listeners of the show may know that when we tried to watch Bosom Buddies uh, it did take us months uh, so, so we're being kinder to ourselves this time, and 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 willing to skip entire seasons of television yeah. if we feel I, like it. I I think this time round, our general thing is if it's a movie, we'll watch it. Uh, if it's like a single episode of something, we may watch it. Uh, and if it's something we really don't want to watch, we're gonna we'll make a call. All right, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, just we'll, trust our judgment. Look, we are still gonna say we are chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb, but that will be a lie every single week. Jamie, fun fact: uh, I actually had a nightmare about this uh, podcast a couple of days ago, in which uh, first of all, I think you had a baby, and then you passed okay. the baby wasn't crying, and you passed it over to me, and the baby was crying, but then I calmed it. That was nice. Uh, the second thing was we started recording the podcast, and uh, you turned to me just dead eyed and went, "I haven't watched this." <laughs> and I went, "What?" And you're like, "He was like, yeah, you just got to do everything." And I was like, "But I no, no, you nobody carry me, Jamie." And you he was just like, "Yeah." Oh, I mean, I mean, so, long-time listeners of the show will know that um, despite embarking on a new adventure that is very exciting with uh, with Anne Hathaway and where we are going to be hitting some some bigger movies early on. Um, a lot of those early big movies are um, not not exactly uh, what we might call prime Jamie Loxton uh, watching material. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jamie. If you're not looking forward to Ella Enchanted, you're wrong. Uh, well, it is a delight. It is a hoot, Jamie. I've already watched Princess Diaries two. I got like like I the Princess Diaries two. I I watched with a friend just because, not because we have to watch it yet, because I wanted to rewatch it. Look, Gotta love the Princess Diaries. Look, all I'm saying not is spoiler, not spoiling you. You, you are someone who's probably going to be needing to bring the energy and excitement about some of these movies more than I will, uh, because. I would be lying if I didn't say it caused a little bit of tension when I watched this with my girlfriend. And not to spoil my thoughts on it, but she wasn't happy with them. Ellen, uh, you can do better. Uh, and... <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I've got, oh, we, yeah. we've done far too much waffle up top. So, we're not talking about the aliens. You might <laughs> also be wondering, that long-time listeners of the show, that normally we'd start with a little bit of historical context and a little bit of show context. But... 
we did historical context from 1987. Yeah. No, 19... 1979. He started in the 70s. Yeah. Yes, 19, from 1979 all the way through to 2020. We've covered history. We've covered all of history. Um, so there's, there's no real reason to have historical context this time around. And you might think, hey, why don't you replace that with another segment? And we were like... No. Uh, so if, <laughs> if, like, anyone, like yeah, if anyone wants to uh, message us and, and let us know what you think might be a good replacement for historical context, uh, please do, because we are out of ideas. Uh, but with that, of course, we are still going to be doing some film context. We are so going to be letting you know a little bit more about this film, what was going on, some behind-the-scenes fun facts, and this week that task has been given to dear Alexander. So what can you tell me about this movie, The Princess Diaries? So it comes out on the 3rd of August uh, 2001 uh, with a budget of $26 million uh, estimated. Jamie, have you heard of a little movie called Mary Poppins? Yes, because we what uh, the only uh, what was I going to say canonically Copy. canonically right. I have okay. heard of the film Mary Poppins because we watched a film called Saving Mr. Wait is that Mary Poppins? It is right Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, that is that's about Mary Poppins. Mary okay, thank God. <laughs> we watched a film about the making of Mary Poppins. Thus, I am familiar with it. Wait, have you never actually watched Mary Poppins? I have not. Ah, oh, Ellen, have you ever <laughs> seen The Sound of Music? I have not. Okay, it's Christmas coming up soon. You need to watch some Julie... I can't believe you came to this without seeing any Julie Andrews movies. Have you seen Shrek 2? I have seen Shrek 2. Oh, for Christ's sake. Is that your only... Have you seen Julie Andrews in anything else? Uh, that is a good question. I am going to look that up. Was this the first... Oh, no, Shrek 2. Oh, my God. I really it, this Shrek might. This right. might. This might be the first time I have seen <sighs> Julie Andrews in the flesh on screen. You oh, you so you depressing. you give me a little bit more this information, so, so um, but I'm so I'm I'm looking through. I'll I'll let you know if I've seen any. So Julie Andrews, humanity's uh, best human being, um, obviously star of Mary Poppins, Victor and Victoria, The Sound of Music, um, one of the best singers, uh, or at least best musical singers of all time, with a voice like an angel. Uh, very sadly, I think got nodes had a voice operated on and lost her ability to sing after that tragically. Uh, was in semi-retirement before this film. So this film obviously stars uh, Anne Hathaway as Mia Thermopolis. Uh, it stars uh, Julie Andrews as Queen uh, Clarissa uh, I can confirm that this is the first time I've seen Julie Andrews in the flesh on screen. God, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> this caused a lot of rage in your family. Um, it stars, let me just get his full name, because uh, Hector uh, Elizondo. Uh, uh, yes, who appears in basically all of Gary Marshall's films. Yes, uh, if you remember it from Pretty Women, a film which Jamie also needs to watch, uh, he stars as the grumpy uh, hotel manager who doesn't like the fact that Anne, not Anne Hathaway, Joey Roberts is a prostitute. Uh, Gary Marshall, director of such films as Pretty Woman, very a good film. Um, Princess Diaries, great. Princess Diaries 2, getting funny. Uh, Valentine's Day, which is uh, trash. But trash in an enjoyable way. Uh, New Year's Eve and Mother's Day, um, which is always a good time. Uh, it ended up making at the box office. Sorry, one sec. Da, 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 da. Ugh, why is it so hard to find out the box office revenue? Sorry, apologies. Uh, it made uh, worldwide $165 million on a budget of $26 million. So it was a success, right? That Absolute was a good time. Hit. It was August 2001. It was. 
depressingly, a month before 9-11 happens. Uh, that's some historical context for you. Yeah. Uh, for, for context about the making of the film, it is based on a book series. Uh, originally, the book, the the film was going to be titled "The Princess of Tribeca," as they were going to uh, put it in. So it was, I think, the books are set in New York, uh, but they decided to set it in um, uh, San Francisco instead. Um, it also starts. Oh no, I forget her name. She's in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O oh is in this as the principal, a very young Sandra. Yes, I was going to say like, like thirty-five, like, like she, maybe even young. Most. I think she might be young. I think she. I looked. I think I looked this up. I think she's late twenties, maybe thirty in this film, oh, which man. is wild for a principal. <laughs> like, yeah. I get that you're starring alongside teenagers, but it's no. <laughs> you, you, you've raised up the ranks very quickly. Um, in the scene at the end where uh, Julie Andrews is wearing a tiara and crown, those are real jewels and they are worth apparently of, I think, $10 million. Jesus Christ. Uh, which is a time. They were on loan. Um, and this film was shot on Disney Soundstage 2, which coincidentally, and you Ooh. would find this heartwarming, Jamie, you would, except you're a monster. I can't believe you watched bloody <laughs> Saving Mr. Banks and you d- didn't watch Mary Poppins. You hate Saving Mr. Banks because you're like, ooh, Disney made an evil film. You don't know how wonderful a film they made, Jamie. It's a <laughs> wonderful film. All right. Who gives a shit about the books when you've got a spoonful of sugar? But it was filmed on the same uh, stage that uh, Mary Poppins was filmed. There originally had been a little plaque outside there which said uh, Mary Poppins was filmed here. And later it was renamed the Julie Andrews Soundstage. Which is very sweet. So that is some context for the film. Thank you. And while you were doing that, I remembered the segment I wanted to replace historical context with, which I did tell you about and I completely forgot. Um, Yes. We are going to connect each of these films back to Tom Hanks as best as we can. Don't look it up. Get off your phone. That's cheating. (laughs) Because I'm also going to win at this because I know. Um, So anyone who's ever played the game are Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Basically how it works is you have to connect two actors together by people that they have starred in movies with. So, for example, if you wanted to connect... Uh, oh, this is a really bad... You, If you wanted to connect Leonardo DiCaprio to... Uh, Samuel Jackson. Come on, those are two easy ones. Do that for me, Alexander. How could you connect Leonardo DiCaprio to Samuel Jackson? Oh, the... Both in Django Unchained. Okay, I failed to meet. Okay, normally it would be more steps than that, but surely people <laughs> understand this game. So we're gonna play six degrees. What connection did you think there was? Of I that? don't know. I couldn't think. I'm really bad at this game. We're gonna learn that very quickly. Sure, it's my sure, idea, okay. and I'm very bad at it. But I've got the one for this one. So, okay. um, uh, yes, we are gonna play six degrees of Tom Hanks. How can we connect this film to Tom Hanks through a series of co-stars? Obviously, we will never be able to use Anne Hathaway. Otherwise it will just be the same one every single sure, time sure. so alexander can you connect the princess diaries to tom hanks because i can do it in one movie oh fuck <laughs> I, can, I can do it in two okay go um there might be a few steps actually um mandy moore who plays the one of the villains in this uh plays rapunzel in tangled uh tangled is a disney uh pictures animated film uh, which was run at the time by John Lasseter. Uh, John Lasseter was the director of Toy Story. 
Um, oh, oh, are we are we allowing are we allowing non-screen star people? Are we allowing okay? Behind if we're the... saying if we're saying screen star people, give me a second. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, I forgot this was going to come with this part of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> come on, must be someone else more famous. Um, I can't use you. Oh no, no 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 no! Oh. I, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it in two again. Okay. Um, Hector Alonso is in Pretty Woman. Uh, Julia Roberts is in um, Larry Crown. Okay, uh, it's not Hector Alonso, it's Hector Elizondo. Uh, and Sorry. Hector Elizondo was in Nothing in Common with Tom Hanks. Jesus. Because that is another huh. Gary Marshall movie, and Hector Elizondo is in every fucking Gary Marshall oh, movie. Um, I forgot. Okay, so, you're right. You're yes, you can do it. I didn't realize that was a Gary Marshall film. Yeah, that is a Gary that Marshall a, film. Um, that's, that's but uh, so there's our fun connection back to season one. If you want to go back and uh, listen to that Nothing in Common episode, feel free to do so. Uh, it went in both of our Hanks banks, and it was quite a rogue decision. Uh, or if you want to go and listen to later. what was the other what was the other Tom Hanks film you mentioned? Toy Story. Toy Story. Oh, yeah. You can go back oh, and listen or Larry to Larry Crown. Or Larry Crown. Okay. Go back and listen to any of those episodes. That's our connection back to season one. Uh, that is the best I will ever do at this. I'm really yeah. bad at this game. It's my own idea. I'm going to fail at it every single week. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this movie, The Princess Diaries. Alexander, it is your favorite part of the show. Please start us off. This film begins as all good films should, with shots of San Francisco. That's right, the hilly city. City which housed uh, Al Capone when he was in jail, when you see him <laughs> in Alcatraz. City of good Chinese food and, you know, touristy docks. All right, I miss when docks used to just be filled with sailors and prostitutes, Jamie. Now they're filled with tourist traps. That's a sad time. Mia Thermopolis, your average everyday teenager who is definitely not a princess. Wink, wink. <laughs> it's Anne Hathaway with a wig, guys. She has big uh, hair. I, I and is it a wig or if they? I think they've just curled her hair, haven't they? Or I like, think it's a. Oh, it might I, be. I think at very least they. I think at very least she has something in there to like fluff it up quite yeah, a bit it, it's very like, frizzy as in like to, to add some physical volume to yeah, it so yeah, it's I think very very wearing frizzy. very frizzy you remember this it's a it's a classic image guys if you listen to this podcast you've at least seen a uh the trailer for princess diaries if not stop it now we'll give you a sec go off and watch the trailer for princess diaries it's in there uh and guess what her mum is a uh kooky artist living in what, what i think we can all agree is the coolest flat in all of san francisco <laughs> it's a converted firehouse uh, you might be thinking, how does this artist uh, afford to live in this converted firehouse in San Francisco, a city which is, oh, let's say maybe six years away from uh, having the house uh, prices radically, radically start getting really expensive because of Silicon Valley. And you have to think to yourself, oh, maybe it's maybe maybe she fucked someone who was a prince who could very help her out with paying for this. Uh, or maybe her that, art that, is just really good. And let's be honest, money that it. would be a strong leap. <laughs> If you met a woman who was an artist who lived in a particularly nice flat and your brain immediately went to, I think she fucked a prince, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, Mia Thermopolis, she's off to uh, school. And if you didn't know that this was an early 2000s teen movie set at a high school, well, this early 2000s tune is going to hit in and there's going to be boys running around, joshing with each other. There's going to be cheerleaders doing dances outside the front of the school for some reason. There's going to be a really hot boy with blonde bangs. And oh, oh boy, if Mia Thermopolis doesn't lust after this sexy boy. Jamie, I want to 
throw something out here. Uh, we're part of the same generation, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're definitely millennials. Uh, you know, they're not Gen Xs. They're definitely not Gen Zs. Boo Gen Z. You guys are too cool. Oh, what you care about things? Screw you, man. Screw you. Uh, but uh, clearly there was a, there was a sub generation millennials uh, whose style wise it was just disgusting um, <laughs> because I I watched this with uh, my two lovely flatmates uh, who both recollected being deeply attracted to all the men in this movie save for Joe of course Joe Joe wasn't attractive uh, but looking back at it now they're like I don't get it oh it's a horrible right? look and horrible look yeah this this boy has he's, he's got bleach blonde. Uh, like surfer dude oh, hair, so, but like horrible, really greasy, horrible, really greasy, horrible bangs. Um, Mia Thermopolis, she's staring at her, um, that man, the the man of her dreams, kissing the the top cheerleader, the coolest girl yeah. in school. I don't know. You know how these movies top fucking cheerleader. go. <laughs> yeah, um, I seem so. And uh, and then she fantasizes about um, uh, him kissing her, uh, yeah. and then we meet her best friend. Uh, who is the uh, the dowdy, unattractive best friend with a dumb haircut? Uh, uh, she's type, quirky. She's type, quirky. Type. Yeah, I'm sure. not. I'm she's, not. She's uh, those are not my <laughs> judgments. Sure. That's the the type of characteristics that this character I'm is. I'm trying to remember uh, what this fulfilling. stands for. In the in the movie The Duff, she would be the. T- <laughs> um, but but she's not actually uh, you know ugly or fat. Um, but but yes, yes, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's the, she's like, she's the other like, friend. Yeah, she's the other friend, um, and they both go to debate class together. One's J- Jamie, Jamie, yes. very quickly. She's Lily, and this is going to come up later in the film. But she is the worst. Yes, she, she is, is the worst friend anyone has ever had. And we're going to get into this. She's redeemed in Princess Diaries too, but is she redeemed in this film? No, she is not. We will get into this. We will get into this. She goes okay. to debate class. She goes to debate class. Um, hot boy McStiffison is um, debating Whoa. about... Jamie's talking about know. his penis. He's a child. He's a child. He's I'm sorry. That actor 16. is 100% like 32. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, he's debating about how uh, you shouldn't have fucking school uniforms, uniforms and the way he does that of course is by taking off his shirt and saying look how sexy i am isn't this better um and the teacher does nothing um uh, then mia Thermopolis gets up she's all nervous because she's a nerd um and everyone um heckles her uh, and then i believe she runs out the room because uh because she's gonna vomit oh yeah she's gonna vomit to her um what i appreciate is the teacher has no control over this guy oh no none at all uh, there's a kid who goes on a table and takes his top off. And again, yeah. this seems like it's a, a felony waiting to happen. <laughs> All right. You shouldn't be directly looking at it. Uh, and he does nothing to really stop this. Yeah. Um, Mia goes home. She's chatting with her mum, And her mum is like, you need to go. No, no, no. Your- she doesn't go home. She doesn't go home. She, she goes to a rock climbing wall, Jamie. She's cool. She oh works at a rock okay. climbing wall. Okay. Is it that important? No, no, no. Is uh, it that yeah, important that she's Jamie. rock climbing? Jamie. Oh, my God. First of all, this is the first Anne Hathaway film, so we're starting as we intend to go on overanalyzing Anne Hathaway films because this film is great. <laughs> Alexander, we um, are half an hour in. We are supposed to record two episodes today. I don't think that's gonna happen. There was a rock wall. So they're at a rock climbing wall. She's super cool. It's the early two thousands. People like rock climbing. That stopped in two thousand eight. Rock climbing became uncool after then. Yeah. Um. Uh, sorry, I did forget. Also, a key scene yeah. where they're then in choir class. Um, apparently Ellen, uh, my girlfriend, was just like, oh, don't you remember that? And I was like, no, but nice insight into your teen years. Um, star and put it in, in your, your pocket. pocket. Never let it fade away. There you go. Uh, good. Um, and then 
she goes to her, her grandma's house. Um, I think at some point we, we should have established this. Um, her dad is uh, dead. Um, her dad is, is yeah. very much dead. Um, and so she goes to her grandma's house uh, and that's where we meet. Yeah, her mum... Uh, yep. Sorry, uh, previously her, her mum... Uh, uh, yeah, her mum had said, your dad's dead, your grandma wants me. Um, she... <laughs> really, Matt, it was actually that long a scene. We just cut yeah, to yeah. her mum. Her mum goes, your dad's yeah, dead, yeah, your yeah. grandma wants to see you. Well, no, no, no. And specifically, is it established that she has never met her grandma before? That this is a grandma she's never met. Her dad had wanted to keep them, them to keep a distance. However, now her dad is dead. Uh, the grandma wants to meet. So yep. she goes over uh, to what turns out to be the Genovian embassy. Yes, there's there's Curious. like a, a, a beeper thing to get in through the gated community. She comes in. It's all very fancy. She gets sat down by a fancy butler and out walks um, some lady who I've never seen before. <laughs> Julie Andrews. Star of Shrek 2, Julie Andrews. Star of Shrek 2, Julie Andrews. Um, who uh, sits down and uh, basically at this, uh, I think they get taken out to have tea at some point. We have some fun clashing of, oh, uh, Mia Thermopolis isn't, is apparently for some reason just really rude. Like she's, she's in a really nice place and she's just like really, I get that they're trying to set up that she's not a princess, but she's just being actively rude in this person's house for no reason. Because she's fifteen, and yeah. also this woman, this woman has never been in her life until now. Yeah, like yeah. she, I, I don't, I'm not even sure how much she had met her dad. Yeah, stop. And it's weird for this person to turn up, you know, while she's still in grief over a father she never knew, uh, and be like, "Yo, piss off." Um, so she's so, kind of she's a she's a fifteen year old teenage American, as we all know, fifteen year old teenage Americans, they're the worst. Yep. Uh, um, Julie Andrews goes. By the way, you're a princess. Yep. I'm a queen. You're a princess. I'm a queen. You princess. Yes. If, if you hadn't noticed, we we'd been referring to Genovia over and over and over again. Did you not wonder what that fucking might mean? Um, by the way, uh, yeah, you're a princess. And uh, and Hathaway's like, no, I'm not. Leave me alone. And then she runs away. Uh, she goes back to her mum. Uh, she also goes to her mum like, why the fuck did you lie to me? Uh, also, you fucked a prince, but mostly, why the fuck did you lie to me? Um, go, go. But also, you <laughs> lied. Uh, uh, yeah. And her mum's like, yeah. And she's like, wait, wait a second. We need to we need to quickly talk about this, Jamie. What is the complex uh, succession line of this crown? And it's very confusing. The film doesn't explain it very well. It is explained even worse in Princess Diaries 2, but slightly better there. So I need to give it here for context. Okay. Which is... Queen Clarissa was the is the queen consort. She was married to King Rupert, who okay. was king. Their son was whatever her dad was called, uh, Prince Dad. Uh, <laughs> the king died. Yeah. Sad times. Obviously, as we know from lines of succession, that doesn't mean that Clarissa will be queen. Her son is due to be crowned. Her son dies two months later. This okay. is two months after that, okay. which is why they need to go to uh, Anne Hathaway because she is now the heir. Uh, Clarissa is just acting queen until until uh, Mia will be old enough to assume the crown. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure whether it's at this point or slightly later, but somewhere around this time, uh, she's told, look, it's chill. You just have to decide in the next three weeks. We're having a big ball in three weeks, so it'd be real nice if you could decide by then. Mm. Um, Julie Andrews and, uh, comes to visit the mum. Uh, they have a little conversation about how they need to uh, they need to make her more more princessy she's, she's not quite princessy enough um and uh Anne hathaway is still resistant but you know she she starts to come around to it and she meets uh, this is when we meet hector elizondo who is now her driver that's who hector elizondo plays in this film he's the driver he has a nice limo uh they go and pick up um the best friend uh who 
is just chill with this for some reason a limo turning uh, up yeah not to be rude she doesn't seem to she's kind of like your ng left wing friends uh leftier wing of friends if you know you're all cool and left wing too i get it uh who they're basically they're all a bunch of champagne socialists all right they're all edgy <laughs> right up until the limo shows up and then they're like you know what i could start living this lifestyle that's right give me some of the exxon mobile money uh, they go to school. They also pick up, and more importantly, Lily's got a cute boyfriend, not boyfriend, brother, uh, who Mia wants to be her boyfriend, uh, save for the fact that he's not cute in any way and looks like he's a rejected member of the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get we get a very quick uh, scene of them playing baseball, which will come up later, I believe. Yeah. Um, but basically, they all they all oh, laugh at her. No, no, no. It's very important. It's It's a soccer scene. And I remember this because she can't save a goal to save her life. Uh, the teacher goes, come on, Mia. And she goes, I can't do that. I'm a girl. I like girly things like yoga and uh, Pilates and rock climbing. I just want to throw it out there. One, in America, soccer is a girly thing. We should all accept that and move <laughs> on with our lives. And two, uh, when did rock climbing become a particularly girly thing? Rock climbing is like the odd one out there between yoga, Pilates, and rock climbing. Mia needs to, you know, address her gender issues. Yep. Uh, Um, And so we get our first uh, lessons. Uh, Julie Andrews starts to teach uh, her how to be a princess, which, of course, just means sitting down and tucking your chin up. (laughs) Sitting down properly and making sure you're not tucking your chin down that's apparently all it takes to be a princess i wish i'd learned these uh years ago i could have just been sitting properly and not creating myself a double chin and i would have been princess like um uh yeah a few more scenes what what's the next major thing that happens in this fucking film okay so very importantly jamie uh, and this is important for the thing yeah she's doing her princess lessons and uh, if you don't know but if you haven't realized by the uh cover of our podcast, she gets her makeover. It is a classic makeover scene. Yes. She, her hair is defrizzed, her braces are taken off, she's given contact lenses, she turns around in the swivel chair. There's a guy called um, Paolo or something who yeah. does he's, it. He's very uh, good I'm, fun. I like I'm, him. I'm I like Paolo, him I'm the most stylish man in the world. I, I, I stylize people's hair. He does the reveal and it's glamorous princess teenage uh, Anne Hathaway. It's very cute. She's very kind of dolled up she looks like a princess now she was a princess on the inside um, before but now she looks like that i i think both uh both me and uh my girlfriend noted that this was a very this is very early 2000s makeup it's it's quite yeah. heavy-handed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. lot of fucking blusher on the cheeks uh, she's got mm. the rosiest cheeks you've ever seen in your life um but uh yeah the, 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 it it does what it's supposed to do look she it's basically look she doesn't have fucking glasses and frizzy hair now that's it yeah um, well, no, no. So it is better than the worst makeover ever, which is in uh, She's All That, uh, which is a My Fair Lady. This is a, a, a semi My Fair, Fair Lady kind of redo in a little bit. Um, but She's All That is worse. Uh, and th- this it is similar to something like, for example, um, Pretty Women, another Gary Marshall film, in which there is basically the same, the exact same thing. Yeah. Like it's the the you're now part of the society thing. Yeah, she goes to school. She's wearing a hat. She's wearing a hat. She doesn't this, want. This is when want... very specifically uh, Lily starts to be the worst. Uh, Lily oh, is Lily like, already... why no, the no, no, fuck no. do you look pretty? Sorry. What the shit? Why do you look pretty, Anne? No, Fucking. You say that, but in two scenes earlier, Lily was like, hey, you're gonna come be on my sh- like, you're gonna come watch my show on Sunday. And Mia goes, uh, no, I can't. I've got to hang out with my grandma. And she's like, oh, my God, your grandma. Are you still upset about your grand- your dad's death? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You died two that. months ago. Get oh, over yeah, it, I Mia. I <laughs> And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. If, I, like, um, if I was a teenager, my 
dad died two months ago and someone was like, get over it, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, but uh, Lily is basically like, why do you look pretty? Why are you wearing a hat? And and this is completely, how could this possibly happen? Something must be going on. Uh, And so she uh, goes, uh, Anne Hathaway is like, okay, fine, I'll fucking tell you. Uh, and tells her she's a princess. Uh, and sudden, suddenly this clout-chasing little bitch is like, Oh, shit! Hey, this is great! I'm best friends with a princess! Um, Anne Hathaway turns up uh, to school in her hat. Uh, a teacher being the worst teacher whoa, no, ever. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Specifically, Mandy Moore goes, um, yes. I'm sorry, but I don't think a hat's in the dress code. Mia's going to have to take a hat off. Shouldn't he drop deba- uh, debate teacher? And debate and again, teacher. again, the debate teacher. <laughs> and we haven't mentioned this. The debate teacher is going on a date with Mia's mother. All right? So he needs to try and, I don't know, win over some praise from her. But he's like, sorry, Mia, you're going to have to take the hat off. And she's like, okay. Takes the hat off. No longer the frizzy hair. It's the glamorous Anne Hathaway hair. And everyone in the class is like, holy shit, she bought a comb? What the fuck? <laughs> and for, yeah, for some reason, just bullies her for straightening her fucking hair. And again, well, this teacher like, is horrible. Some kids like it. This teacher is horrible. Some kids love it. Some kids hate yeah. it. It's weird. The teacher, like, very much notices that the popular kid in class is choosing an opportunity to bully one of the, the non-popular kids. Like, that's all that is. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Let's fucking dogpile on this kid. Fuck me, Ethamopolis. What, what I appreciate is that it's more like ooh, I'm going to date this kid's mom, so I need to show this kid who's daddy, all right? I need to <laughs> show this kid who's boss. Um, um, uh, so, yeah, so she has another scene with her mom princesses. where where, uh, yeah. where she's throwing darts at oh, fucking sounds... water balloons full of um, paint because, you know, that's how art do in the early 2000s. Um, and they go to school uh, the next day and it's leaked that she's a princess. Oh, shit. Everyone, uh, obviously all the popular girls are now, you know, in front of the journalists going like, oh my God, yeah, me and Mia, we're like bestest friends. I would I would say I'm best friends with Mia. So we, we always hang out after school. It's so fun. Um, the, the Everyone in this film is a fucking clout chasing little bitch. Um, even Sandra O. Yeah, Sandra O takes in uh, Mia's like, oh, I'll protect you. Uh, and then the queen turns up uh, and Sandra is like, hello, queen. Oh, I can do what can I do to help? Hello, queen. What I love is that the queen is clearly meant to be the equivalent of the queen of England. Like, as in people really give a shit. Yeah. Rather than what would actually be the case, which is, Honestly, if the queen of a country which is described as being between oh, France it's, and uh, Spain, it's supposed to be Andorra. It's it's I'm almost it's the only country that's between France and Spain. I'm almost certain it's supposed to be Andorra, which is a tiny country that is in between France and Spain. I don't know whether Andorra has a king, but it's, it is. It it's so, the only country that's in between France and Spain. Like I can like I get you're you're absolutely correct that like it's supposed to be people care because it's the Queen of England, but no one like no, no one no, would no. care if the the yeah, fucking that, king well, of exactly. Andorra turned up. Andorra showed up. It's also like I'm it's sorry to all about right. Andorran listeners. No, no, no. It is meant to be Andorra, except for the fact that it's also and we see this more in Princess Zara too, coded just to be England. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Everyone, like it is coded to be the UK, except that it is continentally European and importantly uh, along with the Genovian flags uh, we also see uh, the EU flag so it is a member state of the EU oh, oh, is, isn't that reassuring in this day and age um, yeah. so um, it's found out to be that the uh, the makeup guy Paolo. was the leak uh, Paolo he was yeah. the leak uh, the bastard and, and it, there seems to be very little repercussions for this because he is back later um, oh yeah he shows up again um, several times uh, we then have a scene in what happens in the basketball court they're playing basketball Oh, so so basically there there are like two things happening. 
I know. I, I think that happens later on. Basically, what happens in the meantime is it's, before we get to the basketball scene, um, two things happen. One is like she and her grandma start bonding. So um, she's been kind of all the way through with Lily's brother who works at the local uh, garage. Um, she's been like redoing this sang. Her mum has bought her an old Mustang, uh, the car, not a horse, for her birthday. And uh, she's been trying to do it up, but she needs some money for it. So she kind of, her grandma, part of her doing the princess lessons is her grandma agreed to pay to fix up, like pay the 800 bucks that is needed to fix up the car. Yeah. She goes to show her grandma and she takes her grandma on a day around the town. Oh, isn't, like, isn't that after her faux pas at the first stately dinner? Yes, you're right. In which case, the, the fight's not till later, later then. You're right. There is the first stately dinner because the setup of the film basically is that um, when she turns 13, they're going to go to uh, a state function, um, which is like an official ball. turns 13? 16. 16, sorry. Sorry. Um, and then she'll go to the official ball and she'll either say, hey, I'm going to take the crown or say, no, I'm not going to take the crown there. But beforehand, there's going to be a formal dinner um, with ambassadors. Uh, so at this point, we learn that Genovia is a country with one export, which is pears. And that's it. They give nothing up. They have nothing else. They don't have an economy. It is a uh, radical monarchy in which the state <laughs> controls everything and all the people get a little pears. Uh, Mia does not do super well at this function. No, no, no. Uh, she, um, I, I think she drops something on the floor. She makes people fall over. Um, she we burns also, an ambassador's We arm. also meet... Just sort of an antagonist. There are these two people who appear yeah. here who are the people who, if Mia doesn't take the throne, are going to take the throne. So they appear like twice. They appear here being like, oh, we're going to do up this sort of place. And I think they're supposed to be like Austrian or something, but they're, they're the people who are weirdly in line to the Genovian throne, um, the, this guy and his wife. Uh, so they're really excited for her to not take. Uh, so they keep on like looking over and like, oh, she's not a fucking princess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. to rule this place one day. Um, <laughs> uh, and yes, so the queen is very embarrassed, but uh, it is then that she speaks to someone. I cannot remember who, but someone who says like, hey, Mia's like your granddaughter. She's she's fifteen. It'd Maybe it'd be Joe. Yeah. So, pretty much the only person Clarissa, uh, so Julie Andrews, has emotional conversations with is uh, Joe. She, so yeah, Mia fucks up massively. Is going disastrously. Um, and you know, early on in the dinner, uh, she goes to talk to uh, her grandma. Uh, Mia talks to her grandma, and her grandma's like, "Don't worry about it. These things are always disasters." But Mia's is especially a disaster. Yeah. Joe talks. She's really pissed afterwards. Joe's like, uh, "You got to be kinder to her. She's your she's your granddaughter, and you're being like you're being fair as a queen, but you're being overly harsh as a grandmother." You need to know that. And you can consent to this point that Joe Joe's overstepping his bounds, all right? He's driven her limo for years, and now her husband's dead. Joe is sliding into her DMs, <laughs> right? Joe is like, I'm going to be king myself. That's right. This is not going to be a scandal in Genovia because the crown controls everything. They control <laughs> the media. They control all sources of information. I shall be their king. Um, um, so it is at that's that point that she then point. has the bonding. Uh, fixes up the, the yeah, car. They go, they go driving. They visit around... Um, uh, San Francisco, and they, they accidentally the they accidentally crash into a tram. Uh, at which point, which the, is a, yeah, yeah. which is a disaster. If you've seen The Rock, that happens in The Rock. It's not fun in The Rock. All right, <laughs> those things are icons of San Francisco, and you would not get away with this. Uh, Mia is also importantly an underage driver without a license. Yeah, she's been driving um, around San Francisco illegally. Yeah. So the police turn up, and they're like, "Oh, well, let's take you in." And the Queen is like, "Yo, chill. How about I just..." Night, both of you, right fucking here. 
And that's how they get out of it. Uh, she gets given a. She uh, used the law. What did she use? It is it an umbrella? No. What did she use? Yes. Yeah, so, no. No. It's a. It got no. It's the emergency handbrake. It's from the emergency the handbrake from the car that's been pulled out. Uh, and she she knights them, and then the police fucking drive them. Uh, so that's how they get out of that. Yeah. Oh, how are they getting out of there's, this one, Scoob? Knight to the police officers. A, a deeply hilarious scene. Like, uh, the scene is very funny. Where like. Um, both uh she the, the the queen's like yo don't we have diplomatic immunity and they're like no no you have diplomatic immunity and hathaway here she's a citizen of america fuck you dude <laughs> uh which I, I i love anyway it's a weird scene uh she just abuses the law and it turns out if you're a royal you can get away with everything uh-huh. and it's deeply worrying. <laughs> that's not relevant to anything uh-huh. going on anyway so she goes back to school um and uh uh fitty mc barrel chest um is yeah. is once again a, a one one of the many cloud chasing little bitches um and he's like hey uh, just having to notice that you're uh fam- cute amazing now um Damn rich, so rich, rich. how about we go to the beach later um and she's like yeah sure uh forgetting that she has already made plans with both uh her friend libby and michael his brother and, and yeah, libby's brother so- so it was meant to, it's with Lily. Lily, um, not Lily, thank you. No, yeah, no worries. Um, with Lily, she's meant to appear on Lily's uh, public access uh, television show, where she has a talk show, which is like, chatting shit with Lil, um, which is uh, awful. It, That's something It's, it's called Live with Lily, uh, yeah. and it has a big banner that says, shut up and listen, because Lily is a charming, She's... fantastic human being. <laughs> Uh, and with the brother, it was kind of cute. The brother had before anyone knew that Lily was a, that Mia was a princess. He was like, "Why don't we?" Fi-? This was also the worst sounding date ever. Where he's like, "How about you come over on Saturday to the garage? We'll keep fixing up your car, and then you can watch me and my band practice." Because again, he's a member of the worst Arctic Monkeys tribute band. Yes, yes, yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's really this, bad. I, this will lead into um, uh, a a trope that happens later that's going to make me very angry. Uh, but yes, he he sets her up for like the it's worst the fucking day ever. Why did, like it, it it's it's basically why don't you come watch it's me play so video bad. games? Like it's the worst. Yeah. Um, so she unsurprisingly, because she's a fucking fifteen year old girl, decides to go to the beach party instead. Duh duh. Um, uh, with oh, the and it's very cute. It's very cutely set up. She's talking to her mum. Yeah. She's, get, she's gonna get into her, her um, bathing suit and her sarong, and she talks to her mum about how she hopes this is gonna be her first kiss, and how she hopes it's gonna be like a leg pop moment. Yeah. And then her mum's like, "What's that?" And she's like, "Oh, it's when you kiss someone and you're, just, like, you're in the moment, and like your leg pops like up at the back." Uh, and her mum's like. I didn't know that was a thing, but cool. You do you, man. Um, so um, then, then uh, an international incident happens down at the beach. Um, all, all the yeah, all the paparazzi. They do are some there. sailing together. Yes, they do, they some, do some sailing some together. Sailing. They have some activities, but basically, all the paparazzi eventually turn up, and they're trying to get a picture of uh, of her. Uh, so uh, Titty Mc Fitty Face uh, yeah. takes takes her away to a little uh, beach cabin. Um, uh, and is like, oh, how about we have our kiss here? Uh, and she uh, gets her feet caught on some electrical wires, yeah. uh, and it's like, oh, it, it's it's not really, it's not really cute. Right. Why don't we just talk? And then they talk yeah. for a few hours, and then no, no, it gets dark. Yeah. And then he's like, why don't you? Uh, how about a foot rub? And she's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, thanks. And he puts his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. Um, uh, so then, after a little while, it's got dark. Um, so he peeks outside. Uh, he sees that there are paparazzi still around and it's like, don't worry, they're gone. Uh, steps out and all the uh, paparazzi are like, hey, go over here, Mia. Hey, 
Hey, why don't you plan a plan a little smooch on her? Yeah, I'm from the 1950s. This isn't creepy at all. You're not 15. Um, and uh, so the What's guy. What's Rosebud? <laughs> so the guy gets his um, 15 seconds of fame and uh, kisses her in front of all the paparazzi. Um, she then uh, runs away and hides in a uh, little changing. Uh, booth, tent, tent changing tent booth uh, and and another international incident happens oh, as the, the bully the mean girls yeah and again I, I, I don't want to blame anyone I'm not going to blame her she's a child this shouldn't have happened to her but her bullies go hey why don't you get changed in this tent oh yeah and she's like thank you bullies that's very kind of you yeah goes uh, in and there then... it's, it's, including one who was the ex-girlfriend of the boy she just made out with yep um and uh, then fool. then yeah then the bullies are like you know what this might be good exposing this naked 15 year old princess to the entire world yeah. um and so uh, they throw the tent open and everyone gets a photo of her i think she's wearing a towel or something like that um she's, she's getting changed in a towel yeah, yeah. um and uh, that all of those pictures hit the front page uh, the next day uh, and which seems like it'd be illegal but yeah. yes yeah no 100 percent um but you know this is the early 2000s we didn't have press regulation back then this was the early 2000s <laughs> revenge porn was an idea that hadn't yet formed in the mind of creeps um, um so uh the, yeah uh, uh, julie andrews is like well well this is less than ideal um yeah and Mia, may, Mia, may, yeah. Mia, I think Mia specifically comes and she's like, I'm really sorry, I've let you down. Clearly, I shouldn't be a princess, right? Yeah. I, like, I've, I've embarrassed Genovia, this, this state I love so much, my home I've never been to. Uh, I, I will reject the crown. And and uh, Queen Grimaldi uh, is like, yeah, you know what? Probably a good idea. Yeah. Then we get the... Um... But, still come to the, but still come to the ball. Yeah, You're my granddaughter, ball, I love yeah. you. Still come to the ball. Then we get to the second basketball scene uh, where yeah. Lily, Lily and uh, what's face and Lily, Lily and what's face, Lily and Anna Hathaway, you know that person yeah. who we do the podcast about, um, are, are up on the basketball court and they have a fight about something. I can't remember what. So, what's this so about? So the two things: one, they have been on the basketball court before, which we missed for uh, one very great moment, which is when uh, they're on the bleachers. On this, uh, I, I think this actually might have been Hannah's old school. Um, Because I remember having this conversation with (laughs) very cool. It's on the roof of it's like this basketball court on the roof of the school, which I think is very cool. Okay. Um, And they're walking on the bleachers earlier on this thing, and Anne Hathaway's there talking about some shit, and then falls and just like dead drops straight down, like (laughs) like hits herself very hard uh, on these bleachers. It's hilarious. That was an accident. Very fun. Uh, Not a stunt. She just really hurt herself. Uh, They come back. They're having the argument there. The argument is basically that uh, is like twofold. One is that like Mia didn't show up for the show, and Lily, the little fame hungry teenager that she is, is like, "Why didn't you do this? This is gonna be my big break." (laughs) Why can't I benefit from this thing that happened to you? And Mia's like, "Remember how you said that my dad died two months ago? That doesn't matter. Fuck you, Lily." And she doesn't say that, but she is like, "I'm really sorry. I'm a bad friend. I get it." And she's like, "I don't." Basically, she goes, "I'm not gonna be a princess anymore." Um, and Lily's like, "What? I was just jealous of you being a princess. You know, I, I didn't want you to not be a princess. But I just, like, I was jealous. I was jealous. Did you not get that, Mia? I'm jealous. I'm Lily, and I'm jealous." And they kind of go, "Well, fuck, fuck you then." And they're both really angry at each other, and they leave. Um, we then the, have the uh, second baseball, Lily, the second sports scene where um, it's also. I think also Lily's brother is like, um, Mia's like, oh, do you want to hang out sometime? To Lily's brother, and Lily's brother's like, yeah. Oh yeah, no. this yeah this this As is the bit too this good is the for bit, a princess. It, this is the uh, the bit that um, 
This is the, the trope that really annoys me about these films where um, the, the sweet, kind-hearted boy will get annoyed that the girl that he likes went off with someone else despite the fact they are not dating. Admittedly, yeah. in this situation, it was that he had asked her to, to like go and do something with him. But you know what he'd asked her to go and do? Fix a car and watch his band play. Like, yeah. like he was not making a decent offer, my guy. Yeah. Like, like also, fight, fight for it. <laughs> Very specifically, she did not realize that it was a date. Oh, yeah. Like, I, she never realized that it was a date. I think she she definitely fancied him. He fancies her, but she didn't get that's what he was saying because she's 15 going on 16. Uh, the sequel to 13 going on 13. Yeah. Uh, um, so he walks away, uh, and then we have the second sports scene where they're playing baseball, and uh, uh, Tiddy McSwillison uh, is uh, just standing there laughing when you at say her. That, when you say that, it makes it sound like we were talking about one of the girls. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, but, no, but, but it's not, so it's fine. No, you're, no, you're right, you're right. It's because we're labelling his interests, not his features. <laughs> we wouldn't do that on the podcast, we're labelling his interests. Um, so uh, he's just standing there laughing at her as she's uh, up to bat because he's like, yeah, she, she's also, never going to hit this, she's a girl. Um, Jamie, um, we both went to, because, you know, they're at private school. Um, but but even normal schools, you'd be expelled for what you did to that girl. Like a lot oh, of these yeah. kids, like, oh yeah, one hundred expelled for yeah, without the, a doubt. The, the awful um, but no, no, it's all fine. Um, he's allowed to stand there and and laugh at her on uh, on the baseball pitch. So she uh, wails this baseball straight into his balls. Um, and everyone else on the team is really bad at baseball, apparently, because no one does anything. The ball just sits right next to him. There's like three other people within five meters who could just walk over and pick it up. But no one does. Uh, so Mia runs around the bases uh, and gets gets home safe. Uh, but yeah. in diving for the base, uh, she uh, hurts her nose. So in the next scene, uh, she has a, um, a plaster on her nose. Um Aww. We then get her retribution on Mandy Moore as well. Uh, they're like in lunch at some point. She's, and, and yeah, she's she's hanging out with a nerdy kid who uh, fancies Lily. He has like kind of spiky red hair. He does magic tricks. He was on her show. He was like on her show filling for when Mia was meant to come in. And they're like, she Lily, uh, Mia is eating this giant ice cream cone. Okay, the school again. However much they're paying in fees, it is clearly worth it because the, it's coming right back out in soft serve ice cream. And she's just enjoying this ice cream. Mandy Moore's like, uh huh. You might be a princess, but you're not as pretty as me. Mm, America, we don't believe in monarchies. And uh, Mia's like, I'll show you about republicanism, and just shoves this. <laughs> ice cream right in her boobs and it's yep. really weird um, it's like very specifically like on her chest yep um, face. That, that's that's her big winning moment uh and then she goes back home uh, and she basically uh gets prepped to start leaving doesn't she like she's gonna decide to not go to the to the ball and she's gonna run away i so it's yeah i, I think and i can't remember what it is specifically but like she's decided I can't remember why she specifically decides it, but but she's basically like, look, my life is terrible. No, my life likes me anymore. I've let everyone down. I'm going to run away from home. Yeah. Um, earlier in the film, uh, uh, very specifically earlier in the film, her dad, she is given, she, the only thing she had from dad beforehand was a weird like Fabergé egg kind of thing. Kind of odd. Yeah. Uh, and when she first meets her grandma, her grandma's like, your dad wanted you to have this and gives her a diary and says, this locket that you've had your whole life is the thing that will open it. Your dad had a, a, a comparable thing. She's like, cool. She's got the diary. She opens it and she finds, oh, like a, a letter falls out and she kind of finds this letter from her dad. And in the letter, her dad basically says, I love you. I'm really sorry I wasn't around for you as much as I wanted to. But, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to make sure you had a normal life as possible. Um, at some point when you read this letter, you're going to know that like 
uh, we need to, which makes it sound like he died of cancer, which he didn't. He got hit by a car. This is all weird. <laughs> but the ha- well, I don't know why he wrote this letter when he was fully expecting to live for most of his life. But I think maybe they were planning to tell her she was a princess anyway when she was 16. But um, yeah, he goes like, sometimes you've got to do things which are tough um, because the situation requires it. Like, you have courage beyond what you expect. You can do great things. I believe in you. Sometimes, like, duty is more important than personal need. And she realizes that she does want to be a princess and that she does because she thinks that there is greatness inside of her too. Yep. Uh, um, at this point... Well, 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 we, I just realized we have not introduced perhaps the most important character in this entire film, which is Probably. Fat Louie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, she, her Fat Louie is her cat. Uh, she takes her cat out of the uh, the cat carrier bag uh, that... Um, bag? Box? What do you call that? Cat carrier. Um, um, out of that uh, that she had packed him away in to start running away. And she starts... Uh, to haul ass to the ball. Uh, we've sort of had this scene... In her in, jammies. In her jammies. We've had this scene sort of intercut with people getting ready for the ball and being like, oh, hey, uh, yeah. is Mia here? Uh, not yet. Let's let's just give it like 15 minutes. So I think very specifically what it's been is that she invited Lily and I think she made up with Lily. I think in the big argument, at the end they make up. She's like, look, I'm not going to be a princess anymore, but I still want you to come to the ball. Bring a date cool mia's gonna mia goes to had gone to lily's brother and been like yo do you want to come and this is when he was like oh no i don't want to go to this ball you suck princess um, so in, so instead in she uh, she does the only logical thing to get him to come which is uh call up a pizza place yeah. <laughs> and delivers him a pizza and he's like i didn't order a pizza and i believe on the inside of the pizza it's just like come to the ball you fuck with. um no 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 I, th- I think it says sorry in M&M's because earlier in the film he oh, eats yeah. M&M's while playing on the keyboard which is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, anyway. But- um, so he, he decides to turn up as well. Uh, Mia is driving in her um, her, to- her, her Mustang top down in the rain um, but uh, who is a- and, it cr- and it breaks down because it's an unreliable Mustang but who's there to save the day, baby? Hector Joe. Elizondo! <laughs> yeah, Joe, whatever you want. I, I, like, I think Hector Elizondo turned up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm above nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Very specific for the one scene this actor shows yeah. up and he's we, like, hey, do you, do you want to get the yeah. lift? We, we see LA him earlier at some point just being like, she's going to try and run away. Um, and yeah. and he, he hightails it and he picks her up. Um, they get her to the ball. Uh, she is soaking also- wet abandon that car in the middle of the yeah. road yeah yeah just like like straight dangerous. in the middle of a fu- not in the middle of a road in the middle of a junction in the middle of a yeah. four-way fucking junction it's rainy it's, it's rainy dark. i'm fairly People sure some of them die. have like hills down towards them it's a horrible yeah. idea anyway she gets there um she's all uh all drenched and they're like look we don't have time uh you, you just got to go out there you gotta you gotta go and tell them that you're not gonna be princess um and she goes out there and delivers uh, the first Anne Hathaway monologue we ever get, uh, and she says some oh. stuff that I don't remember. What is she? What? What? It, I'm going to be princess. <laughs> she goes, "My name is uh, Princess." And I'm here uh, to say, Mia Elis- <laughs> Elis- yeah. "My name is Princess Mia Elisabetta Germisa Coltercina Grimaldi." Having never done a like an Italian or French accent in her life, she's decided that she has. A, she has hilariously. 12 middle names which is a giveaway that you're a princess i'm not gonna lie if you if you uh, you know a normal human being you have one maybe two maybe you're catholic and you get to pick yourself a third middle name all right that's super fun if you have more than four middle names you are probably related to royalty in some way i hate, <laughs> hate to break it to people but more than four that means your parents are obligated to stick some names in there um yeah she she goes look I'm, uh, it's very cute because her, her grandma goes like her grandma's kind of like stalling and Mia's off in the corner. She comes out and she's like, look, I want to be a princess. I'm going to be queen one day. 
all right and again the people of this country go holy shit why does this girl want to be queen and uh, that's the end of the film they, oh uh, uh, the, no the no whoa 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 chill there's so much more that happens mainly mostly just fat louis that i want to talk about but um oh, wait, wait. yeah so the, the boyfriend the the makeup artist comes back firstly just yeah. having having had no repercussions for being the person that outed her as a princess uh he gets her all sorted um they go out onto the dance floor um and she invites uh the the boy uh out what from the crowd look? uh michael or whatever his name is they have Can a little say, dance yep the boy looks so disinterested oh right? yeah he has and again sure whatever it, but he's meant to be a 17 18 year old boy 16 17 18 i think 17 18 he's older than lily um who is a princess wants to date he's at a ball he's doing the first dance with this princess and his face reads the same way you look when you're in church and you're 18 years old and you're doing it for your mum, but you really don't want to be in church, all right? And how can this child be so disinterested? And then you remember, of course, that he's part of an Arctic Monkeys tribute band, and then it all makes sense. Um, but uh, despite despite this man being a, an absolute drip of a human being, uh, they go outside um, and they get the kiss and her leg pops up mm-hmm. and it's all cute. Um, they go back in. There's some early 2000s, like look i'm a princess but i'm i'm still hip dancing um and then she uh we get the final shots of the film which is her on a plane saying uh, i think she's writing a letter to someone or something uh saying that she's going to she's writing a note jamie jamie oh my god my dear king god what is the name of the film (laughs) she's writing a diary she's writing a diary (laughs) (laughs) she's writing a diary basically being like hey i'm a princess now i'm gonna go and live in genovia uh and also fat louis is with me and so we get a pan and fat louis is sat on a royal cushion with a tiara and that's the last shot of the film and it's adorable because it's fat louis and he's the best character um so that is the film and now it is it is our chance to introduce a new segment before we um, uh, dive into talking and analysing this film, uh, we are going to have our new segment, Anagrams. Uh, and Alexander, as this is your segment, would you like to explain yeah. what Anagrams is? Uh, anagrams is a fun segment. In no, which no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, Alexander. It's Anagrams. Anagrams. Uh, yeah, I was worried that it would sound too much like Anna grams uh which would also work if he ended up doing uh anna kendrick uh but no it's Anne a grams you're right uh basically we're going to take the uh, name of the film and we're going to try and use as many of the letters as we can to uh make a little description of the film sorry, I missed that. sorry. oh look i didn't siri siri, siri wants that. to get involved siri as well had. yeah 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 uh so uh i have three you have three. Um, one, okay. One's the best. One doesn't make any sense. Are but, we? Yeah. You you said that if we don't use all the letters, we do have points, Doc. So how how I'm do we? How the points work? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, you did that's say we lose point. points. I'm <laughs> gonna say well, you know, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm not I'm not sure how this is gonna work. Okay. Maybe well, you get a point for every letter you use. A point for every letter you use, but then but then surely there's got to be some qualitative way of analysing sure. these as well. Um. You get an Anne happy face if it's a good anagram, and you get an Anne crying face if it's a bad anagram. Okay, uh, so my my first one, which is shorter but I do like, is yeah. teen hair sins. Ooh. Teen hair sins. I think that's, I like that that is absolutely something that is at least happens in this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you got? Another one? 
I have a short one. I haven't given one yet, but my, my short one is She's Star. She's Star? She's Star. She's Star. <laughs> I, well, I feel like that could be... That doesn't really describe Princess Diaries that much. That's just all of that. Okay, yeah, I agree. I have. I've, I said I had one good one. The rest of the crap. Okay, do, do your other crap one. Then I've got another sure. one, which I don't think is good, but it's longer. Sure. Here at Nice Diet Side. Sorry, sorry what? Here at Nice Diet Side. <laughs> Here at nice diet side. Well, that's just that's not. This got to somehow make sense, Alexander. It can't just so be a series of words. <laughs> um, my my other one is her price is dates. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The price to to get to get Anne Hathaway, what you have to pay her in is dates. dates. I think okay. that is a perfectly reasonable summary of the princess diaries. Okay. So okay. so my the one I actually think is good and does actually I think set this up is uh secrets and hairs. No, not hairs, airs. Secrets and airs. I mean, you could have had secrets and hair, which also would have been good. <laughs> sure. But secret and airs. Secrets as an H E I R S. Oh, oh. And she's the heir to Genovia. Oh, oh that is good. I thought you were doing yeah. airs as in, like, someone's airs. She's putting on airs. She's, oh, she's secrets fancy. and airs. That is good. That is good. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that well, was I, w- I will give you the Anne Hathaway smiley face. Um, I, I'm going to give myself an Anne Hathaway. I'm going to unilaterally decide I'm giving myself an Anne Hathaway smiley face for teen <laughs> hair sins. I was very happy with that when it came up with it. Sure. Uh, I would also like to... Um, uh, <laughs> last night, I did this uh, with my girlfriend. Uh, she was three glasses of wine deep. I had a notepad. I was doing it. And she took the notepad away and started furiously writing. I was like, no, no, I've got this. I was like, oh, I thought this was a collaborative experience, but whatever. <laughs> and she's writing. Then she puts it down proudly and goes, price sins diet. <laughs> That's what you were happy about? Um, but yes, yeah, We both so got diet, right? That was the Here first segment. nice diet side. <laughs> that was the first Think segment of uh, Anne a grams which i'm very excited to do every week very well done on coming up with this segment alexander um and thus we will move on to discuss um the, the film itself uh, so for, for people who have listened to the show before when we were uh, reviewing tom hanks films we had three categories uh, mm-hmm. How good is the film itself out of five? Um, yeah. How good is Tom Hanks' performance out of five? And the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom yeah. Hanks' character in this film? Now, of course, we're not going to have the Anne Hathaway dick meter. That is going to be replaced this time with the Alexander. Uh, with the America's Sweetheart Ometer, uh, which is going to uh, basically check how close uh, Anne Hathaway is, we think, to being America's sweetheart in this film. Absolutely. Uh, and so, again, that will be out of five. Uh, I'm going sure. to have to add this to the... I wasn't told this until very recently, so I'm going to have to add it to the uh, old spreadsheet. Uh, the Sweetheartometer. Um, I also want to throw out, yep. and, and this is not necessarily a ranking thing. It, it is a ranking thing, but not a numerical ranking thing. Uh, I, I can just do this for myself. I'm happy to do it for myself. Okay. I want to rate everyone that uh, Anne Hathaway has romantic interest with in these movies. I'm going to rank them... Uh, according to if I think they are the best romances she has to worst and Michael I'm coming for you you answer <laughs> wait wait so so, so, so they're like whoever it is is immediately going to go in at number one right now and yes. then in the next film you'll decide whether they're higher or lower than Michael basically yeah. 
Okay, I, 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 this is this makes my spreadsheet very difficult to track. But I'll keep. I'm going to keep this on my list. Don't okay, you, you, I'm yeah, you're, you, because uh, I'm happy to do that. I like that. Uh, but you're going to have to do it for me as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, we are going to decide whether this goes in the Hathaway stash away. The films we are going to stash away to show to the rest of humanity to galvanize them to attack the aliens. I guess. Yes. Um, Rise so, up. Let's discuss this film in general terms first. Um, had sure. you seen this film before Before this? I assume you had. Yeah, I have. Jamie, uh, I have a sister, uh, and therefore I've seen this film many times. Uh, I have lots of opinions on it. So do, do, you uh, have, you? do you have nostalgia for this film? Yeah, I do. It's not... Weirdly, uh, and we're going to get to this in a couple of weeks' time, um, I think I personally love The Princess Diaries 2 more. Um, that's not a critically agreed consensus, <laughs> uh, but we'll get on to why. But um, I think it's really sweet. It definitely fits in the kind of era of, I think, better Gary Marshall films. Yeah, um, yeah I would agree start- it's, it's before he started making Valentine's Day, which I love. I will watch every Valentine's Day, but it's a weird movie. Marshall, and even in Valentine's Day, I think he has this. I haven't actually watched um, New's Eve or Mother's Day, but he has a weird like selective realism to his films and you see that you see, saw that a bit in um nothing in common that like his films are always grounded in like a bit of earthiness like a film like pretty women you know is about street walkers in la right it, and they kind of it sort of combines high like a fantasy thing right uh so in that case it's billionaire wants to marry a prostitute billionaire loves a prostitute and this it's uh, you know, lovable nobody turns out to be a princess, and she gets to live out that fantasy. And the kind of the conflict comes from you know, there's there's real emotional stakes in terms of things like uh, her friend Lily and her have actual arguments in the kind of way that like I do think teens do have arguments. They're really dumb. The fact that the boy she's into is objectively ugly. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's a tension between me and the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I I think all that's fun. I think the uh, you know, I, I, I love Julie Andrews. I know some people here have no <laughs> culture and they've never seen her in anything other than Shrek 2. But you know what? Julie Andrews is a living legend. Uh, she's And has the greatest voice of any human being ever to have lived. Um, well, up there with James Earl Jones. But she's in the top three voices of all time. Um, I think she's brilliantly cast in this role. I, I have a lot of the, I have a lot of nostalgia and affection for this film. Not a, not a lot of nostalgia, but like a lot of affection for it. Okay. What about you, Jamie? I, see, I assume this yeah. is how this was going to go. So, um, I'm I'm going to preface this with, like I have said before, this is not my kind of movie, and I think that's absolutely fine. I'm allowed to have a movie that is, and and <laughs> this movie isn't even ma- it's not made for a 27 no, year old man. And that's fine. This is a movie that is very much made and pitched at teenage girls, and you watched it when you were younger with teenage girls. So that's yeah. at. Like I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying that movies should not be made for teenage girls. Yeah, but I would just say oh. I don't even think it's made for teenage girls. I think it's made for tween girls. I think it's made for people from the age of eight to the age of twelve. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. It's it's made for a much younger audience than me. Um, so what? A lot of what I'm going to criticize are things that who this movie is made for. It it doesn't matter to them at all, and that's fine. But this is why I don't personally hugely enjoy a lot of films like this, is because I don't really get the point. Is basically the whole thing of it. I d- they're not hugely funny to me. I don't find them hugely funny. I don't think there is really any ten any real tension. You 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 said there is some. 
I I don't think this that there is ever, ever really any proper high drama to me. It's all treated very lightly because that's what the film is. Um, but there's no real drama. There's no real tension. There's no real comedy. Even in terms of like character growth, it's it's flimsy. Like it's it goes exactly where you expected it to go and does and does nothing different. That's what this film is for. It's it's supposed to be light. It's supposed to be a really easy watch and it's not pitched for me. So that's all fine. But that's why I personally sure. don't enjoy it. Having said that, in terms of these kinds of movies, this is a perfectly fine film. I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it. I, it's just fine. But in terms of the genre itself, and I recognize that I'm going to have to reckon with this sure. because we're going yeah. to watch a lot of movies like this. I yeah. don't get them i don't understand sure. the appeal i understand that's that's unfair i understand why other people enjoy them but it's not something that appeals to me yeah but but oh i'm really so, not looking forward to watching more I, of these kinds of movies i'm gonna throw it out there having seen a lot of Anne hathaway films um none are quite like this one is like sort of off on its own in even in the, her princess catalog i think she has two other princess films they are they are different enough that like specifically Ella Enchanted I think you'll like because it's closer to Shrek if anything like that is a very Shrek informed film okay um, it's, I'm not sure you like it but you'll you'll have stronger feelings about The Princess Diaries and this than you do about this I just want to say is throwing it out there like I I think I do get why people like this in that like in the, it is like I do think Mia goes on a journey I think it's just the hero's journey right like I think it's basically Star Wars but if you take out Jedi and replace it with the monarchy it's like hey normal girl finds out that she's like secretly uh, a member of you know a A mythical mythical group yeah a mythical group um, doesn't really want to is reluctant to go on an adventure is forced to go on the adventure uh, you know goes on learns from the kind of old wiser leader who kind of teaches her on the way stumbles um, you know has a crisis of faith comes back at the end you know self-actualizes and at the end is the hero like which is, is very is very similar to something to the standard hero's journey kind of archetype I would agree with that um, but like, I don't think she necessarily actually reckons with I guess this is probably what more more Princess Diaries sure. 2 is about she doesn't actually reckon that much with uh, until right at the very end so, when she reads that letter by yeah. her dad where that talks just about the idea this of responsibility is, this is she doesn't actually she doesn't ever reckon with it in the next one Uh, don't worry about that (laughs) and specifically I agree which is I love these films because of how politically bizarre they are which is if you grew up in America for 15 years of your life a country which above anything else really likes the fact that it doesn't have a monarchy doesn't matter to Americans if you go hey isn't it kind of weird that your president is like has more power than a king has and then sometimes might act like a king and you don't seem to care about that and can just rule by edict that's not weird to you okay cool but like she's a-okay with being a princess like the she, she you're you're completely correct she never grapples the actual idea of what it would be like <laughs> to rule a country she has never lived yeah, in. yeah exactly and she has no idea how much political again as we will see in princess stories too she has not complete authoritarian control but a lot of authoritarian control it's not the uk it it, it basically is like a bunch of lords and her um and that is deeply funny. I, I find that really funny. And the reason why it doesn't grapple with that is the same reason why midichlorians aren't brought up until uh, the bloody Phantom Menace, which is, is boring. All right? Yeah, but, yeah, like, absolutely. That's not what this film is it's about. That's not what this film is about. It is, it is the, the fair enough thing that, like, princesses have been sold to young girls through Disney, the company that made this, for a very long time as being, you know, this is a thing which is desirable to be. This is, you know, they are... 
archetypal feminine, traditional feminine in a way which uh, has long been sold to girls. And in that kind of sense, this is a power fantasy. It is you might not be a you might not be born a Disney princess, but it turns out that or you may be born a Disney. You know, you are secretly a Disney princess. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone everyone is Disney. secretly a Disney princess as long yeah. as they are actually a Disney princess. <laughs> sure, but but you know, it, it's that all you actually need to be a Disney princess is enough. Be money born to, into a royal family. <laughs> that, that or whatever you two can feel like a Disney princess by getting Paolo to come and do your hair, right? Like it's a power fantasy in the same way the Jedi stuff is. And I, I kind of like that. I, uh, and again, I love how mess, like how stupidly messy the politics of this country is, where they have not known this princess for fifteen years of her life. I don't think anyone knew she existed. I think the, the obviously the prince did, her father, and as did the queen. But I don't think anyone in the country did. Yeah, I've, and they are a okay. They are a okay with her ruling. This I feel country. like they in have no any situation like this, like if if the the queen like the queen consort yeah. was about mm. to lose her power due to her husband dying and then just produced a girl from america and was just like uh oh, actually been been related to this one the whole time um there might have been a couple of questions yeah, yeah. but yeah like so i say i i, yeah. I don't it's I don't dislike like, this film. I do not sure. dislike this film. I think it is the best way I would say aggressively average. Like, like I'm so fine with it, but because because I think in terms of the execution of this kind of movie, I think it is a very yeah. good execution of it. I think sure. uh, there are there are some parts that I really enjoy. I think Julie Andrews obviously is is fantastic in this. I think the the makeover scenes with Paolo are great. Um, uh, so there, there are parts that that are extremely enjoyable of this, uh, but but in terms of what what grips and engages me in a film, uh, much to my girlfriend's chagrin, uh, it, this is this is not it. Uh, so let's let's move to film ratings now, Alexander. It's, sure. it's at this point uh, I have to talk about I have to talk about last season. In season yeah. one, very famously, early on, um, you you de- uh, decided you were only going to sure. do whole numbers. You would not do point sure. fives. You would yeah. only do whole numbers. Uh, and I decided I would do 0.5s, and I, and I did the whole time. But we started off at a, let's say, 0 to 5 scale. Yeah. And at many points throughout the course of season one, did we go uh-huh. both above and below that scale. Sure. So while you sure. may maintain that your puritanical only whole integers system sure. is, mm. is good enough, I would argue season one has shown that we haven't been given enough numbers. So with that, I would like to announce uh, that I will be going down to 10th of decimals. Uh, I will be giving 0.7s. I'll be giving 0.3s. I'll be giving 0.9s. I'm going to be giving myself the whole range of the one decimal system uh, because clearly we did not have enough numbers. If, if I would not have had to give Toy Story 3 an 8 if I didn't have to give something like uh saving private ryan a five if i can give could give saving private ryan a 4.7 i could very reasonably give toy story 3 a five and feel like i have given it the reverence that it deserves and thus i am slamming my hand down on my desk i will be going to point ones and twos uh, dear listeners, uh, I'm going to keep the uh, same puritanical devotion to integers that you, uh, positive and negative, if I so wish, uh, that you are here for. Don't so, worry, guys. Uh, I believe in uh, believing in your numbers. W- right? What, what would have been previously a three for me for this film will now become a very happy 2.9. Jesus Christ, you monster. 
I mean, look, if I, if I could give imaginary numbers, I'd give it a 4.5, but I won't, Jamie, so it's a 4, okay? I believe in the numbers I give it. I have conviction. It is a 4. <laughs> I like it. It is not Princess Diaries 2. Will I get higher <laughs> I'm or lower? so not we'll looking forward out. to you giving Princess so Diaries 2 a 5. Okay. I love um, so that is, that is our film Chris ratings. We've, of course, got Anne Hathaway's ratings. Our first time, this is our first time seeing Anne Hathaway. And other things, but this is our first time on our journey of reviewing Anne Hathaway. This is her first big breakout role. What did you think of her performance in this film? I think she's very good. I think, um, yeah, like it. She's she's given. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where I, th- I think she's given enough to do. She's not necessarily. It, it's not necessarily like you said a hugely complex script. In that, like, she's not necessarily like forced to grapple with the crazy amount of stuff. I think she gives a really good performance. I would give it a three. Uh, just in that, like, I don't think it. I think a lot of it is carried along by the plot more so than her performance. But I think her performance is likable enough, and I enjoy it. Uh, I'm actually going to go higher. I I I think. If, if nothing else, I would like within the context of this is her first big role. Like she'd been on a mm. TV show before this, but and and I think potentially she had filmed her next film before this one. But this is her first big role. She's acting alongside fucking Julie Andrews for God's sake, and oh, and she like for she was only eighteen at the time. She really holds her own, and she she does exactly what this film requires of her. I'm not going to give it too high because. Obviously, I think there are films that are going to be more demanding of her and therefore more deserving of higher scores. But I think given the context, given this is her first role, given what this film needs of her, I'm going to give it a 3.6, baby. <laughs> Why not a 3.5? Who knows? Okay. So we now move on to the uh, America's Sweet Tartometer. Yes. I'm, uh, as this is your category, I'm going to let you go yeah. first because I'm, 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 I'm scared about what the scale means here. I, I feel sure. like I have an idea of what I'm going to give as a number, but I'm going to let it be dictated yeah. by what you're going to give. Well, so the basic kind of question of the, is this, right? Like, America's Sweetheart is a kind of term used to refer to an actress at their, like, the, the peak of a quality that is very it's the it's the uh, american equivalent of the english rose right like it's when they are the most uh, when they are sort of closest to their critical peak of um cultural loved by everyone like if i use the word desire it is not necessarily sexually but it is, it is more so in the terms of like women want to be her men want to be with her kind of thing you know you um, know jennifer lawrence post like the second hunger games Silver, film yeah jennifer lawrence um, silver linings playbook silver linings word. playbook yeah right uh and not jennifer lawrence when you found out she had voted republican for years like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that shit oh up and up until like i think 2016 maybe later Jesus. um i don't think yeah weird but uh i mean she's from kentucky it, it, it tracks um but yeah like or julia roberts from for like from pretty women through to um my best friend's wedding or, or even later right like it's that that kind of period would and you, i think in would you this, say to, to relate this back to tom hanks would you say that meg ryan was america's sweetheart because it's a slightly different yeah. sort of role she's playing compared to what anne hathaway's playing in in these sorts of roles so i would say meg ryan definitely had been america's sweetheart um through something like uh, from like when Harry met Sally to, to a lot of those films are in that kind of thing and um, what I'm going to basically say is that I think Anne Hathaway like more than most people goes through really steep curves up and down like she really turns some people off some people really dislike Anne Hathaway in a way that I don't really get but and I think some of that is like good film... news for people starting an Anne Hathaway podcast 
always good. But no, but I, I think it makes for an interesting person, right? Like, in the same way Tom Hanks has such defined eras of his career, I think Anne Hathaway has, um, although I always like her as an actress, I think she had, like, she has weird periods where people, like, around Les Mis was probably her critical peak, but at the same time, people were getting really grumpy with her for stupid reasons, like they hated her smile. Like, like dumb reasons. Um, she'd been culturally overexposed so i think in this i would say this is five i think i think what a star turning role in this film to begin and like i think there's a reason that an awful lot of women under the age of 30 or, or even maybe slightly above the age of 30 like this film i think there is a reason this is what they know her from i think it is of her films probably of a lot of people you know it is the the least controversial of any of that and what a if, compare this to bloody he knows you're alone what a way to start in films yeah. and to come out of the bang and to say, hey, I'm a star. And look, she gets, and I think the reason why this is more um, America's Sweetheart than other things is she gets pigeonholed in these kind of roles for a while. Yeah. Like she is, she is very much, I think, struggles after this to break out of the, I'm a princess, I'm a, you know, I have range kind of thing. And uh, so I think this this is definitely for a long time her cultural touchstone for so many people that I think this is a hard five. Um, yeah, I, I mean, much unlike Tom Hanks, uh, Anne Hathaway does not get introduced uh, to America by uh, assaulting a woman to uh, flirt with her, as he does in He Knows You're Alone, very famously. Go back to listen to our first episode ever. Actually, don't. That episode's probably horrible. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I agree with you, but I'm going to knock it down a little bit just exclusively sure. because she's playing royalty. <laughs> I, I believe that is inherently un-American. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think she does not deserve the helm of America's sweetheart Uh, when she is so betraying the pure tenets of American democracy, Alexander. They escaped the British for this shit. They do not want to go back to it and Julie Andrews will not drag them there. 4.3. And very importantly, uh, had she been playing a member of the uh, British monarchy, Jamie would be forced to give it a uh, hard five as well. Yes, of course. Because as a monarchist, he, of course, uh, would genuflect before the outs. Absolutely. In, in, In my own... Uh, pure uh, deference to uh, the royal yeah. family whom I love bar one person yeah. um, <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely so um, yeah. uh, with- also as we found out in real life people uh, treat American princesses really poorly so um- <laughs> yeah um, so with that we have our first and I think I I think anyone who's listened to whoa, this whoa. knows ex- oh are we are we Jamie, I know we mentioned the Anne Hathaway love interest. Uh, oh God, yes. Meter. Well, well. <laughs> there are technically t- there are technically two love interests in this. Okay. So you have Arctic Monkey Boy. Okay. Well, um, we're gonna need to, we're gonna need to give them actual names. What are their actual? Well, no, I'm, ca- I'm calling. No, no, no. My one, he, no, no, we're gonna. Uh, on my one, he's Arctic Monkey Boy. No, you're gonna need to give them the actual characters' fucking names, or at least I'll put, it, put it, brackets Princess brackets Diaries. <laughs> sure. Brackets Princess yeah, yeah, Diaries. Princess Diaries. <laughs> Um, so uh, I assume you're rating also... rating him below um, Titty McSwillison. <laughs> Titty McSwillison, apparently. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think he look at least. At least I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but at least Titty McSwillison. I, I need to come up with a better. We'll call him McSwillison because <laughs> uh, I don't want to keep calling him Titty. Um, uh, McSwillison. Uh, at least has like desires he wants something in life other than just to remain in this garage with his band and you know what i appreciate that so mcswillison uh in princess stories is above arts monkey boy uh who is just 
the worst. Also because he's related to Lily, who is the also the worst. Um, uh, what's your? Order? I I think I'm going to flip that. Firstly, because okay. I think um, McSwillerson's bangs are an offence to society, uh, sure. and no one should ever remember them. And secondly, I hate to break it to you, Alexander. I am on the IMDb for Robert Schwartzman, uh, who is Arctic Monkeys boy. And he has had a glow up. My boy has grown out his hair. He's got some sexy stubble going on. I think we should commit to allowing people to go through an awkward teen phase, as many of us have. (laughs) And and, uh, that this is the man that Anne Hathaway wishes she could be so offended to her husband can i just ask (laughs) yeah do you want him do you want them down as uh arctic monkey boy and mcswillison or do you prefer michael and mcswillison uh uh, i'll take michael i i will respect michael and his glow up and call him michael and brackets princess diaries this is going to be unwieldy you're going to have to send me this um anyway so uh so far we have reverse ranks number one for me is uh michael and number two is mcswillison you have mcswillison at number one and arctic monkeys and number two i am so excited i already know chris pine i don't give a shit what happens in princess diaries too i don't give a shit what happens chris pine is Firing in at the top of my list. Mm. Oh, because uh, <laughs> let me just tell you, Princess Diary, if you thought this film was politically confused, wait till you get to the next one. Um, um, so, uh, with that, now, now, yeah. uh, our first ever entry. So, how do we want to phrase this? Is this going in your Hathaway stash away? Are you stashing away this film? How are we doing this? Yeah, so uh, the kind of the, the question, you know, in the kind of the nukes out remains of the Hanks Bank, we, we kind of fixed the sign. We went up there and we took off the H. As the BL, and now it's Blank's Bank in the kind of the corpsey remains. We we create a little nook, which we call the Hathaway stash away. And do we want to put it in there? Do I want to put it into the Hathaway stash away? Okay, so you you, and, you want uh, to go you want to go with very specifically the phrasing. Do you want to put this in your Hathaway stash away, and not yes. do you want to stash away this film? <laughs> Ooh. No, I want to. Do you want to stash away this film? Do you want like to? Sa- okay, uh, okay. Well yeah, then, it's good. It's uh, good. Alexander, I like, I like it. Would you like to stash away the Princess Diaries? Uh, you know, I, I deeply believe that we need to inspire uh, every uh, young girl and boy because I'm sure there are I, I'm sure there are some children left out in the, the, <laughs> the post apocalyptic wasteland that used to be Earth, and they need to be inspired that one day they too can uh, reign as the uh, prince and, or princess of uh, the alien empire after we've uh, taken back what is rightfully ours, space. Uh, and so yes, Jamie, this go. I'm going to stash away this film. Um, I think I think unsurprisingly, uh, I am not going to stash away this film. Um, and and I am slightly. What I know, I know. We, we I said at the top that we're going in with someone who just hits the ground running, like has has a huge mm-hmm. breakaway film right at the beginning. Um, but I I am scared that in around eight films time. Uh, much like happened with Tom Hanks's uh, filmography, I'm just gonna waywardly put in like a really racist film for some fucking reason because I'm just so desperate uh, for, yeah. for some level of good film that I'm gonna ignore. That is yeah. a reference, by the way, to a. I- <laughs> I've realised anyone who hasn't listened to yeah. uh, an episode from an, a year and a half ago that sounds really bad. Um, there's a film called Punchline. We'd li- we'd watch a load of really oh, bad films. Oh, wasn't it? What? Punchline oh, not Punchline. Uh, sorry. What? Volunteers. Volunteers, thank Volunteers you. Was... There was a film called Volunteers and it was after a run of really long run of bad Tom Hanks films and so I was really desperate for it to be good and I kind of ignored that it was a very inappropriate film um, uh, and I will not make that mistake again. However, no. I am worried for how long it's going to take until I have to stash, until I get to stash away a film. Jamie, two things. One, 
I think everyone should know this, volunteers has bits of it that are good and many bits <laughs> of it that are bad. It is important that we recognise the bad bits. We're not trying to do away with the bad bits. But John Candy is very funny in that film. The, the Lots of bits of it are quite racist. Uh, and Jamie, if you want to put a racist movie into your Hanks bank, just wait till next week, okay? Oh my God, can, holy shit, yeah. Just wait. Yeah, Guys, yeah. listen to this film. So next, next week's episode so, yeah. is going to be... Next week we are reviewing uh, The Other Side of Heaven. Haven't heard of it? Oh, what a surprise. This uh, this Mormon propaganda film uh, was, was made the same year as Princess Diaries and uh, clearly was filmed and she signed on for before she knew she was getting her big break. Uh, so oh, yeah. get excited for that next week. But... Uh, in the in the week between in the interim, uh, Alexander, what can our dear you can of course follow us at uh, ha- at Blanks Bank Pod now uh, rather than Hanks Bank Pod. Oh, you can follow. You've changed the name. I haven't yet, but I really hope it's not taken. <laughs> um, at, you can I, I, you can at least change the the screen name to Blanks. Bank. I will change the screen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to leave it at Hanks Bank Pod. It will. I'm, you, I will be very surprised if at Blanks Bank Pod is no, taken. We got all our we got all our followers. Yeah, we got all our followers. yeah. I know, and they're still changing your name. Oh, your you can. Ch- oh, oh, I thought it got rid of all the followers. I thought I you meant start a new account. No, I'm not going to start a new account. No, no, I'm just no, going to no, change. Exactly. The- Jamie, we we got all those. Yeah, I know. We got guys, all this those really Im- This is this is really important, guys. Yeah, I know. We're trying to save humanity again because because currently as it goes, and I love her. Big up to my mum. All right, my mum's more Twitter famous than we are. Desperately, she has way more followers than us. And so, if you came here because Carrie Gillespie hashtag my mum best mum. I hate Sarah Jamie, but is your mum Twitter famous? No, she's not. Uh, has been has been pimping out our podcast. Big up to Carrie Gillespie. I love her. I don't think we talked about eh, most of the things we talked about in this were fairly appropriate other than Titty <laughs> McSwerson. But that's because of his interest, not because of his bonding features. Uh, um, so yes, follow us on all our social media yeah. at Blanks Bank Pod, at Jamie P. Yeah, Loxon, yeah. at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. What else can our dear listeners do, Alexander? Look, if you're in the UK, you're in lockdown, <laughs> it's hard to go steal other people's phones. But hopefully you're locked down with other people. And that what that means is every day you can go to their phone, you can delete all their podcasts and you can re-download every podcast which has ever been in Hanks Bank okay that's great more importantly I think actually than any of this this is a new season it is a new start for us uh, over at Blanks Bank uh, and it is totally it not great. alienating from the first 30 seconds no, no. but there's only there's only three minutes of alienating stuff and then there's loads of great content actually this is probably quite a fun place to start <laughs> uh, if if you have friends who are quirky too who have uh, who think they are more imaginative than they actually are then I'm sure they will love this podcast uh, just as much as you do and I would really encourage you to if you could help us have a really good boost for this first week we've just spent a month um, whittling away all our downloads <laughs> until we get to nothing so it'd be great for uh, you just to you know get this out there help people listen to it and uh, if that fails then uh, go as a cat burglar but a socially distanced cat burglar break into people's homes and download all these episodes alright you gotta you gotta do it uh, it's not a crime if you don't steal anything I believe uh, that is I'm not a lawyer so don't trust me on that okay but you know hypothetically I don't think it's a crime if you don't steal things and just break into someone's house no that doesn't sound right don't do that calls to crime are bad calls to action are good download the episodes so we do have an Spread interesting we do have an interesting point now. Obviously, this is normally when I would end the podcast. And in season one, I ended up with that's one more ep in the bank. Now we are still called Blanks Bank. So I yeah. could go with that. I could yeah, keep no, no, that no. that one consistency. Yeah, or, please do. Okay, okay, okay. Or, or, or what? Well, I don't know. I hadn't actually come up with anything else. I was just saying I could I could you hypothetically could. come up with something Hathaway related. Like that's okay. one more ep what, stashed away. What if, what if I went what if I went if after I did my bit, I went, all right, Jamie. That's enough. Nope. And then you go. Nope, That's nope, nope, nope. Life. We're going to stop that there. That's, That's by me, Jamie, and my co-host now. That's one more app in the bank.
Chris Pine is coming, guys. Chris Pine is coming, and I'm looking forward to it, baby. <laughs> Pine. Blank spank. <laughs>